0: Now Lonnie Finley's his name. Vince Eustace is his. This is his hip-hop. And movie news. And, and that's, that's the, the way it
1: is.
0: On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the absolute worst, 10 being utter perfection, I predict that this episode is going to rate a score of 11. That's right, episode 11 of the podcast, giving you everything from Tinseltown to the Boogie Down, the home of the real hip-hop, real spelled R-E-E-L. The two E stands for Excellence of Execution. Shout out to Bret Hart. And just like the hitman, we are the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. This is Hip Hop and Movie News, the podcast. I am Vince Eustace. I'm Lonnie Finley, and... Episode 11, we're yeah.
1: here, least, so we're going to get into some Stranger Things. Yes. It's definitely going to be some
0: some Stranger Things on episode 11. Yes. you have. I, I don't watch Stranger Things, so you have to... They can't see you winking, Lonnie, so... What? No. So, so Bonnie, Are we not Lonnie recording was, this video? So Lonnie was winking to give you a little subtle... Have we not snow. been
1: recording this podcast on video the entire time? Is that why you're wearing a
0: full tuxedo to every podcast we do. That's the only reason I'm you wearing a You look very tuxedo. handsome. I am wearing a full tuxedo. But... Shirt. I felt like uh, you just I'm like, you don't have to do that.
1: T-shirt with a bow tie on it. But either way, uh, you look great.
0: Uh, happy to be here. Uh, Patrick um, Pierre, producer yeah. extraordinaire, is not with us today. Uh, we made a mistake. Or... The good decision of purchasing a copy of the Arab there at a local gas station the bargain bin mm-hmm. gave it to him for being such a great producer and has locked himself in his house for a week just binge watching Re- again is and it- again
1: the rewatchability of the Arab there for Patrick Pierre is endless
0: yes yeah. so hopefully the tape will run out by next it probably week. won't we'll it, it
1: probably won't but uh, you know what he's got it now he can watch whenever he wants yeah, to um, I've never seen him happier no, no, no. Uh, you know, it's uh, we got we're back for another week. It's it's been uh, a crazy week. A lot of stories have happened, both movies and hip hop. Yes. And b- before we get into any of that, I want to just you know, I, I I'm super thankful. You know that though, some of you may or not may not maybe not be aware that someone attacked a national treasure uh, recently. Oh, that's right. Um, and it was uh, attacked isn't even the right word. Some idiot act of cowardice. And, and and you know what's funny is I say act of cowardice, I say we say cowards, I say idiot. I don't know why this person did this, but I would love to figure it out and maybe like understand what the hell's going on with them. But some someone attacked our beloved Arnold Schwarzenegger in Africa while he was judging actually at the time he was taking a selfie or on Snapchat um, judging a jump rope competition which is the weirdest <laughs> thing that oh, <laughs> I mean if he was judging a cake baking competition I might be more like on with the jump rope competition whatever it was it's a all about fitness fitness you know how he is it's all about like eating your Wheaties and and going to your milk and so he was attacked some dude like drop kicked him or tried to and then <laughs> jumped and like kicked him in the side went all made the on maybe the left side him. and like he he stumbled forward because of just the momentum but like he's a 71 1-year-old strong man he took it he's you know he's uh He's the, the strongest man we've ever had in, in our uh,
0: television and film Strongest political leader Strongest political leader ever had Maybe not so much for political views But in terms of the Or actual, what he actually did actual But in terms strength. of physical strength Him the, and Teddy Roosevelt are Probably like He 90, is right? the but I gave it to him just in terms of advancement of working out and stuff My favorite
1: probably... kindergarten teacher I've ever had uh, Richard Kimball Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger uh, But yeah, man, he, he, got, he got messed up um, I don't know what's going on. I just I had to open just by being like you know, let's we were losing a lot of people, man. You know, stop trying to take Arnold down. No. Also, you you weren't able to take him down, whoever you were. Uh, if you guys want to attack celebrities, don't attack celebrities like Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Rock, uh, Van Damme. Oh, no. um, you might be able to attack Steven Seagal now. Yeah, I wouldn't
0: attack Chuck Norris still. No. He's old, um, but he's he's wily, and he's got all those urban legends yeah, and myths about him that I gotta believe are somewhat rooted in truth. Right. Some
1: of those old, like old, like Clint Eastwood, I wouldn't even attack right now. No,
0: and I feel like he, <coughs> he, he, you think you probably can. Right. But like he, he, he'll get
1: you. Right. So leave, leave our older celebrities alone. Um, we're glad you're okay, Arnold. Yes. Uh, I've been reaching out to you several times to come on the show and talk about this. You have yet to respond, uh, but you know we're still here. We'd love to talk to you, see how you're doing, yeah. uh, check in with you. Um,
0: glad you're okay, Arnold. Yes. I love you. Speedy recovery. Although I'm sure you've already recovered by Peace now. He's recovered. He's safe. Uh, real quick, before we get into the news portion, I just want to wish a today's May 20th. I want to wish a happy fifth birthday to my nephew Riker Briggs. Riker Briggs, uh, former uh, WB uh, world heavyweight champion. Yes. Uh, Riker is incredible Uh, funny story you already know the story but I'm gonna share it with everyone else in case they don't know it Uh, when before Riker was born my sister Chauvin uh, was sitting down with her husband Albert and Albert was you know near the belly and talking to him and just throwing out names be like oh here's some names like you might want to be called let me know what you think and he had his hand on the belly and threw out a bunch of names got no response threw out the name Batman and got a kick So before Riker was even born He got the nickname Batman We did, He was baby Batman And everyone they felt him kick at yeah, the... Yes, nice. so he chose the name Batman for himself uh, Unfortunately, my sister and her husband Did not go with that name for his government name But he still was nicknamed Batman for we, we, we did, we did a classic Marifornia sketch yeah. On that as well That yeah. I suggest you check out on YouTube Yeah, it is a uh, classic at this point man. Uh, But the reason I bring that up Is because at some point I feel it's his destiny, Riker's destiny to portray Batman, the Dark Knight, in like 25 years. Like TV, film, or film, or maybe in some other, other capacity. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think physically. I mean, he can probably do the voice, but I feel he's going to be a big dude, and he's going to be very charismatic. I don't know if he wants to get into acting or not, but he can play Batman. Or actually be a real-life Batman. That's what See, I was You probably, probably do that mean, as like, well. mean, we don't
1: know where the world's going to be in this amount of time. You know, he might have to be solving <laughs> crime, and... You know, maybe things have gone really well for you and your family, and the, and all of us essentially. And his nest egg uh, allows him to be able to have an underground cave filled with bats where he can solve crime. Wouldn't put But bats... I hope his family doesn't have the same. No, no, no. Yeah, there, there's, everyone's there's, still alive. Everyone's going to be around. This this is, a, this
0: is, a, this is a, a crime fighting family. Yes, essentially. But he might play Batman in the future. But because Warner Brothers can't go two years without a new Batman movie he's going to have to wait a while. They also can't cast a, a small five-year-old child. No, not yet. Uh, so I'm troubled by. Either way. Yeah. Uh, but since they are, Warner Brothers is planning on doing another Batman movie. Uh, they fired Ben Affleck, who I personally enjoyed as Batman. <laughs> he
1: was technically, he was fired, fired, or he was like, they mutually they parted ways. I mean, they say mutually parted. Right. Because he, he was... He's he, no longer Batman. He went to go have a drink. Oh, oh come on. Maybe. We don't know. He probably wouldn't have a drink. Not- <laughs> he's a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> <Like, laughs> he could be drinking water.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. I'm a, I'm a flick supporter. I, I jumped ahead. You know. Uh, so, the rumors are, and the the news is coming out, that Robert Pattinson from Twilight fame, and I say Twilight because that's the biggest franchise he's done. He's done other things. But they are saying that it's almost a sure shot that he's going to be the new Batman in Matt Reeves' new Batman movie. Nicholas Holt from the X-Men movies, and I think he was in the last Mad Max movie, is also supposed to be like really close to it, but they said Pattinson has the edge. So basically everyone's assuming that Pattinson's got it. Meanwhile, the internet, because the internet and they hate everything that happens when it first comes out, is upset about this. They've started to petition to remove Robert Pattinson. I'm assuming for no other reason, than the fact he was in the movie Twilight.
1: I mean, no. I don't think it has... I mean, Twilight thing is like a small detail of it. It's like... If you tell me that it might be someone like, Hey, Tom Hardy. And then you're telling me Robert Pattinson. You know? I mean, if you're, if you're like, Hey, it's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. And you go to Robert Pattinson. And sometimes it maybe looks... Maybe it's like... it's, it, it's if, if you could think... the, the they could play that character. I don't think it's just the Twilight thing. It made mean, the Twilight thing, in a weird way, kind of helps him. Because he played a bat before? Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> he also, like, that weird world of that, like, drawn-in thing. So it's sort Twilight, but, like, no one ever was, like... I haven't seen any Twilight movies. Let me just, first of all, say I'm that. So he played a bat. He's a vampire. Vampire. Right. Vampire. But what I'm saying is, like, people were, like, watching Twilight, and it's, like, when you watch Twilight, those of you who did, was he the worst thing in the movies? I thought it was the the Lautner kid and the the chick with no uh, facial expressions. Oh, it could be. You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. I, I would I would think it's more about. Oh man, it could have been this person. It could have been that person. It could have been this person. I'm thinking more 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 of like that. that for me, let me just say this. For me personally, I don't speak for the people out there. I'm when I I was like Robert Pattinson. I was upset that it's not an American. <laughs> it's not an American, and I'm upset about that. I had a whole little moment where I was thinking about like, man, this is like all the all these like people are still in our superhero roles, and then I got I kind of felt a little bit of, like Sam Jackson get off my lawn about uh, David uh, Koye, uh playing in Get Out, yeah, and yeah. basically not being an American black. Oh, Daniel American, Kaluuya. Daniel Kalua, Who did I say? Uh,
0: David Okoye Martin Luther King. King. When do you mark King, Daniel Okoye. Daniel Daniel Kalua, Daniel Kalua, is it Kalua? I it think it's Kalua.
1: I apologize here. Uh, I've confused <laughs> my Black Africans. This is somehow racist, and I feel very confused about. It. So not David Okoye. <laughs> Daniel Kalua, Kalua, Akua, Kalua. Is it Kalua? Is it spelled
0: Kalua? It's spelled close to Kalua.
1: Anyway. Nia Kahlua, uh, I who you know basically Sam Jackson was like he would shit was an American born black man who played this role about an American born black person who has to deal with this. So I was like, man, I had that feeling when I was thinking about Robert Patton. like he's not you know this is an American classic story, of Batman. Weirdly, it is throughout mm-hmm. you know literary whatever, and then you know, and it's someone who's not American, and also when I think about Batman and I think about. An intimidation factor. I'm like Christian Bale. Is he intimidating? Can be. Ben Affleck's kind of intimidating, size wise. Yeah, he's huge. You know, Michael Keaton. Not Just necessarily. Accurate, He's crazy. Right, but you know what I mean. So then I was like, I was like, you know, I got the Hugh Jackman thinking about him being like Wolverine. That didn't make maybe Pattinson. Maybe I should take a wait and see approach. Pattinson. Maybe he's going to be okay. I am. Yeah, uh, I'm
0: going to take a wait-and-see approach, and we don't even know if this is official yet. No. Right? The thing is as good as done, but then again, we're supposed to have a Channing take. I yeah, feel like
1: I'm kind of it. more on the
0: Pattinson side than I might be on the Nicholas Holtz side. I like them both. Um, I don't know too much of Robert Pattinson's filmography. I know his filmography, but I haven't seen his stuff. Apparently, he has been quietly doing just solid great work on the indie scene. For yeah, a he's while.
1: he's like the he's like uh um uh what's his name from Ben Foster. He's like Okay. I mean not like Ben Foster's actually I'd actually write Super.
0: Or like Joseph Gordon Levitt back in the 2000s. Yeah he's
1: he, hitting those indie things. He's basically being like, look I can act He's doing enough stuff to
0: pull himself away from Twilight, Right. so now he's gotten this. Dumb. I think, I actually am not opposed to Robert Pattinson being Batman. The only thing I think he needs to do is gain some weight, which I'm sure no, he'll do. Well, like, these guys do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, they do it all the time. And
1: here's the yeah. deal. Let's think about this. This is a new Batman. Who is this Batman for? Uh, we, uh Me? No, this the? Batman is for people who watch Robert Pattinson in Twilight. That generation of people. So like oh, yeah, yeah. we're getting older. We've had our Batman. We've had several Batmans. We've had a lot of Batman. Right. So the people who are coming up who are younger, this is gonna be something where I think this they're they're also casting also being like it's a name. Yeah. So Robert Pattinson is gonna pull in a large audience of people who were younger who did watch Twilight, who are in that millennial stage, they're older now. And you know what I mean, so I feel like it's kind of casting
0: based upon that too. Plus, every Batman casting that we collectively, as society, have hated—Michael Keaton when he was first announced as Batman, cause he was too short and a comedic actor; Heath Ledger as Joker because he was a pretty boy; uh, Affleck, which I know some people still weren't sold on him, but he, he, those were the movies. Like he did, he did, a, he did a, he did a good job. <laughs> uh, but I think The fact that We the audience Kind of get it wrong A lot We're just like Oh Like they know What they're doing a lot In terms of who they're casting And going back real quick To the Americans Being in it I agree with you but I've also Come to terms With the fact that We're losing a lot Of superhero roles We're outsourcing A lot I, I just want to know Can we have any though Well we got Iron Man uh,
1: Captain America done. Yeah uh, Captain America Just is one of those things That like
0: The hat, he had to be American. He had to be American. Ant-Man. Ant-Man? Yeah, Paul Paul is American. American. And he's from like Kansas City or something. Or Missouri. Yeah, sure. Uh, We got some. We got some. We're losing the battle. Technically, uh, Black Panther, even though he's Wakandan, he's American in real life. Are the people of Wakanda mad that he's not Wakandian? Wakanshin, I, I think it might be catastrophe. Wakastophy. Wakastophy. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm just excited for a new Batman movie. I know everyone's saying, "Oh, they make too many Batman movies." I, 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 still, I wanted still wanted Affleck. I still wanted Affleck, but they ruined it. I, they did. Oh well. Give us, give us back Affleck
1: and take Leto. Yes. Yeah. That's that's a fair trade. That's more well, than a fact. Actually, I'll I I
0: tweet that out. <laughs> Give us I can take that off. Definitely tweet that out. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So, moving on to Chris Rock. When you hear about Chris Rock, you think comedy. You think about the movies that he's written. You think down to earth. I'm confused uh, when I think about Chris Rock. State. Especially when I think
1: about his acting. Yeah. That's the thing about New Jack City. So great. <laughs> I think about anything else. Down to earth. Down great. to earth. What's the other one he did where
0: he was, uh... No, that's still down her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Chris Rock, this sort of threw me for a loop, but can't say that I hate this news, is going to reboot the Saw franchise with Lions, Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures. Apparently, the comedian met with them, told him their, his vision Can he I had... Can I read this? Yeah, absolutely. We... About I want to read this here. <clears throat>
1: When Chris Rock came to us and described in chilling detail his fantastic vision that reimagined and spins off the world of the notorious Jigsaw killer, we were all in, said Lionsgate Motion Picture Group Chairman Joe Drake. Saw is one of the highest grossing horror franchises of all time, and it's one of Lionsgate's most successful film series. This upcoming film will, stand, will still be as mind-bending and intense as all the previous Saw films. Chris conceived this idea, and it will be completely reverential to the legacy of the material and reinvigorating the brand with his wit, creative vision, and passion for this classic horror franchise. What is going on? Number one, you need to read more of these news stories from time to time. What is happening with that this statement? I, this is, no one saw this coming. No one saw this coming. It is like it is the most random of things. It is almost as if I like to use the analogy of someone taking a bunch of random things and then throwing the dartboard. and it's like, "Hmm, these are all right, so we have reboots here, reboot, and we have a list of people. Uh, I want to have one be Chris Rock. I have uh, David Spade over here <laughs> um, schneider Schneider, Ricky Lake what's a random name uh Jenny Jones Steve Gutenberg Steve Gutenberg uh, the kid who played beans on uh <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, uh what's the name um you know the show even the yeah, <laughs> Steven even Stevens yeah. So and I'm going to throw a dart, and then I'm going to have a list of movies over here, movie franchises and horror related, that no one really cares to see again, or it's kind of like, oh, okay. And then I see what we hit. Reboot. Chris Rock. Saw. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in like, it, like it's a passion project.
0: Yeah, apparently he approached them. This is the way it just reads. They weren't
1: even, they didn't even schedule an interview with Chris Rock. He showed up. Yes. And he's like, basically like... Uh, I have an idea. I think you're going to love it. I want to reboot Saw in the stylings of, say, a Buddy Cop 48
0: Hours comedy. <laughs> because he does say, where is it? Chris wants to put his own spin on the Saw franchise in the way Eddie Murphy put a completely fresh perspective on Buddy Cop films with 48 Hours. We talk, <laughs> talked about this, and we weren't quite sure the
1: correlation. I don't know if any of this makes any sense. The only thing that did stand out to me that I saw as like a not—I'm I'm not even saying Chris Rock is taking advantage of this, but the fact that Jordan Peele is literally killing it, like in everything he touches, you know, he's killing the horror genre. He's reinventing it. He created the scariest horror movie of all time, Us. Which look, <laughs> to be honest with you, man. I'm a huge Jordan pill fan, and though I did enjoy the movie, it was not the scariest horror movie. It one wasn't of the, time. the scariest. It was horror a horror very, horror. it was a really, really good thriller that had some, you know, interesting dynamics and theme, things. Things talk about, and then, uh, and then get out. And so, like, he's killing it. Twilight Zone, killing it, touches it, boom, killed. So, I think the, the idea of Chris Rock being a guy who came from comedy and essentially is. You know, adding himself into the horror franchise it's like, it's, looking, it's like, hey, this is a good This is this is happening right now, this makes sense And I do honestly believe That Chris Rock's like, yo, I love the Saw franchise Yeah I want to be in it, and also, I'm Chris Rock So if I go and I show up and say, Lionsgate I don't have a meeting with you, they're going to be like You know what, sure And, and, and the way reboots go now like a reboot could happen two years later, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it does not need to be like, and this has been a long enough time, right, for Jigsaw being out. Yeah, when?
0: The many, original. How, how, how many Saws? Like, I think the first Saw came out. Seven. Maybe. This would be a reboot, so it would be like a fresh start. But there's like seven or eight Saw movies. I want to ask Google, but. I think yeah. The, yeah, all our platforms are figured. We'll figure it out. We'll later. figure
1: it out. Um, seven, I think. I think it was seven. I think seven makes sense. Okay. But anyway,
0: there were a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um It should be. How do you think? I know we kind of threw some ideas back and forth. How, how do you think oh, Chris Rock might well tweak this horror franchise? I I was thinking of the
1: idea of Chris Rock being in it, but I do I think at the idea of like as we were, as you were throwing out, it's like Chris Rock reprising the role of Jigsaw, mm-hmm. and then a scenario where you have some. Horrible people who have done bad Maybe some white collar criminals Maybe some some thugs Or ne'er-do-wells mm-hmm. uh, Maybe some athletes um, Maybe even do it Almost as like a scary movie type Where you have different people who come in there And they have to go through a series of events But since it's not going to be a fair factory Because you want to reboot it It's going to take place at uh, A waffle house <laughs> And then they all locked in this Waffle House. And then Chris Rock basically sits them in these seats and does a comedy act. Yes. And then, like you were saying, the, uh, the laugh, the, the trying to laugh challenge. Yeah. So we could maybe put like, I maybe mean, he has like needles and like a saw that the more they laugh, this saw will speed up and slowly cut their face in half.
0: I also thought of this. Yeah. What if it was also the flip side where they had to, with the vic, potential victims had to perform stand up, and depending on the laugh meter, it saves them, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't, then like they die. Is Chris Rock laughing?
1: Uh, or is he not? Or is he maybe?
0: And do we think he's going to be in it or be an overseer? He he could. We're talking about like if he's a good like his like the range of acting, he's been good in some things, some not other things. Uh, did you see him on Empire? He was he played I didn't. he played like a ruthless like Kingpin killer. Which was interesting. He wasn't like mind blowingly good. But I, I mean he's he can you
1: know why not? He can act. It's 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 one of those things where like if I never saw him in New York City, I would all everything would be a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing would be real. i not seeing that, I now believe anything's possible with him. Yeah. And that was so long ago. It w- that
0: was 91.
1: Yeah. Also, I remember seeing him in um, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker where he reprises the uh, How much for a rip? Yeah. Uh,
0: $35. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that if he does, even if he doesn't appear in this Saw franchise, yeah. I'm hoping at some point someone... Is getting the ribs cracked or something, yeah. and someone does make the joke, "How much for one rib?" Yeah, and then like just like a well, little Easter he says like, the "Person's like, the
1: person's like, please, please, sir, don't hurt me. I, I buy, I buy my out of here. What if I just cut off one of my toes? and give <laughs> <maybe> you three thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, I give you two toes, a bag of Cheetos, and five cents.
0: I wait to They're like." Uh, basically this was our audition, audition for Chris Rock to be on the writing team for this movie.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I would definitely be on the writing team with we that. You have a lot of great um, ideas. Or, you know, I'd I, I saw something off and for the movie. I'd, I'd be in the movie and, like, saw my hand off or Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, we're, I mean, again, it's a very intriguing, different idea. It's just hilarious, the whole concept of this even. When I read it, I was like,
0: wow. yeah. I didn't put that together No That's random Out of left field Uh, Speaking of concepts uh, Moving into hip hop now Mm. uh, Chance the Rapper Has this new concept For his latest single Groceries America's favorite rapper (laughs) Chance the Rapper Uh, He So in Conjunction with The new single Groceries coming out He said I would like to pay For your groceries For the next year Yep I'm picking the 10 best dance videos posted with hashtag groceries and paying for their groceries through next summer. Extra points if you do it with friends and parents. Extra, extra points if you do it at work slash school. So he's encouraging you to get suspended or fired from your job. I'm gonna move past that because paying for your groceries, I mean, that's, I that was immediately, my interest was peaked when I heard groceries for a year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes me think about like, for a year is great. And once you do lose your job, you don't have to worry about <laughs> eating. You know, eating. Yeah. I also thought we are adults. We do not go to school. Can we do this at someone's school? Mm. Is that what he's saying? Should we go to an elementary school and do this grocery day? He doesn't
0: specify who's do it at whose work or what school. Not say he that. Just says at work school.
1: Sometimes when sometimes the best rules are loose rules or no.
0: I think he's looking for outside the box thinking here.
1: Yeah. Uh, so and this is also this is in response. I mean, you know, uh, Chance is the rapper that um, no one can hate, right? <laughs> or you'll be hated. <laughs> uh, and uh, he, but he's doing this because you know the you know in response to him getting married and his wife and right. Yeah, you know. I think this is his
0: first official album because he's done like mixtapes and singles before that.
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think this might be the the I'm here now. Yeah. Look at me, take a chance on me. What if we What
0: if we did the dance challenge for that song. and said, you <laughs> <he> still accept it?" <laughs> <laughs> so, have you heard the song "Groceries"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a fan of it. Okay. I, I was expecting, because I like Chance, and I was like, uh, like Chance's verse is cool, but I was like, eh, like, I still want to do the video because I want free groceries, but I'm not inspired to do it. Uh, you know what's funny, Chance? As I, I literally was thinking about this right now,
1: and I really don't really care if this sounds like I'm knocking him because he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing okay. Just be careful. You can't hate him. Right. But you he's doing okay. You. He's American. He's fine. But I'm not going to, like, whatever. I'm not going to. But, like, Chance for me is like, um, uh,. Oh, God. What's his name from um, Rust Development? Michael Sarah? Yes. Chance is like Michael Sarah. <laughs> Chance is like Michael Sarah in the sense that, like, eventually you got to the point where you're like, oh, he's doing his Michael Sarah. Like, look, that's that's Michael Sarah being Michael Sarah. Like, you know, everything was like to the point where they we were in, in. This is the end. Yeah. Look at that little reference to a movie there. Yeah. Uh, this is the end. He was playing against this Michael Sarah type (laughs) in almost a jokey setting where we're like, whoa, this is hilarious. So Chance, sometimes his songs are like Michael Sarah's, where I'm like, it's Chance. And he kind of, I know other rappers, I mean, it's crazy because rappers rap the way they rap. But sometimes Chance has things where I'm like, this is a a Chance thing. Yeah. Chantism. It's like uh, we used to have a a, a teacher, uh, the illustrious Peter Ray, who uh, hated uh, Brian Dennehy. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> 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 if you remember this, because Denny he had tricks he talked about his tricks And
0: the yeah. like, actors who have tricks they do And little yeah. tricks but I think and I think we just projected that he hated Brian Denny Because it was brought up he, and, and, I mean, he admitted that he did not but, but look, He's not a big Dennehy right. fan But so we basically but I think we were like Oh he hates There's a blood feud Well that's how it works When someone tells you
1: they Yeah the Dennehy and Peter Ray Once had a battle fight yeah. To the death And both men lived So there's upset Yeah probably. so they both failed Yeah they both failed uh, Although Peter Ray you can never fail You're amazing um, I just in killing Brian Really Madden. glad I was able to go to that date with you and Cindy Madden. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the date that uh,
1: I invited myself on. Look at where we're all at now. Uh, sorry to segue into there. The people have no reference to what I'm talking about. Inside joke, outside show. Basically, uh, <laughs> Lottie blew up some spot. I did. i done it before. I might do it again. Um, but you know what I mean? I think Chance... So when I heard this song, I basically was like... It's, like a, it's a Chance song I mean, you know what I mean I, Yeah, it's, it's good I don't know I mean, I gotta listen to it again and again To kind of hear it But I wasn't like, whoa You know, like Taken aback when I first heard it If you had said to me This is the song Because groceries I'd be like Alright, sure You know Sometimes I sing out here I'm like, not like you I know. thought about it Then I listened to it It didn't blow, it didn't blow me away Yeah I mean It's not terrible It's just I, And then, you know Hey, Chance the rapper It's not an idiot No. He's not a bad marketer. No. And he knows that if I market my song this way, well, look at that.
0: Plus, uh, I think we should do it sort of in conjunction with the show. You, me, and Patrick, Pierre, producer extraordinaire. Because Chance's verse uh, name drops. Patrick is a reference to Spongebob, but he says Patrick. We have a Patrick. Mm -hmm. And he also uh, makes reference to uh, some doorman who looks like Braxton, a reference to Jamie Foxx show and the character Braxton who not so much now but back when you were younger when mm-hmm. you had like the, the closer haircut you were considered to be a dead ringer for what's his name Christopher Duncan
1: yeah who I actually met before uh, one of the uh, the actors of uh, Original Gangsters that uh, legendary flick that I often enjoy watching mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah again a reference that people don't know but that's what it is Braxton 83 that's still exactly. my one yeah. No. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean I would be down with doing it because just because I want to try and get free groceries. I mean that exactly. is the only reason. That's what he knows about this. Uh spin-off topic is Chance the Rapper a sellout. Uh I'm talking about Doritos and the Backstreet Boys
0: and the And the Kit Kats and yeah, I mean and everything. I'm gonna say no. Just because I believe a sellout is someone who ...goes against something that they were always... If for some reason someone was like, I... Like if Peter Ray, for example, was like, I don't care for Brian He he's the worst. And then he ends up working with Brian Denny and being like, casting him and everything. And being like, this is the greatest guy in the world wearing Brian Denny. t-shirts because he's getting paid to do so. That's... like I think if you sort of like go back on your beliefs and morals... That's a sellout. If you're just getting endorsements and doing commercial work, then no.
1: Unless those commercials or the stuff you're endorsing goes against things that you believe, or right? Exactly. Or represent whatever. Which I don't know. Um, like
0: if Daniel Bryan did a commercial for Arby's, he'd be a sellout.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I, mean, I, I, I said sellout because it's a hard choice word, obviously. But, you know but, but I mean? I'm glad
0: you use that word because yeah. that's a word that I think people assume anytime someone becomes popular and mainstream, they're a sellout.
1: Well, I mean, so the
0: Black Eyed Peas are sellouts because they change their entire music style to become yes. more pop culture and... and... I think it's different when you change your music style as well, like, yeah. to become... Like, I, I consider Maroon 5 to be sellouts. I'm happy that
1: Chance the Rapper has been received by America this way and not Childish Gambino. And by that I mean... Childish Gambino is more the Chappelle show route of I'm still going to own my own stuff and do my own things and I'm not going to do every single thing you guys want me to do. it's also very stuff. alternative. Like, right. And I feel like Chance might be like, what do you want me to advertise for? Sure. I like Kit Kats, like Doritos. I like awesome, wholesome, general Mills products that may be killing people.
0: Every, maybe Everything kills everyone
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying So maybe that's the approach Everything kills everyone Yeah But he is You know He's representing Chicago well And in Chicago He's trying to get people To stop Killing everyone
0: Ah uh. uh, Yin and Yeah <laughs> The more you know.
1: I'm gonna make sure I tell Peter that he's heavily referenced on this show. Yes. In fact, this is a largely this Peter is Ray. All about Peter Ray. Peter Ray. Maybe the greatest professor in the history. One of the greatest acting teachers that has ever educated. He uh, he trained Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, he trained uh, John Glover. Uh, Wait, did he train George- Charles Gordon- Dutton? No, they okay. did not know that he did. not Well, that. you
0: said John Glover, and I thought like maybe that's what I'm. I'm that's why I threw in names Gosh. like that. Okay, <laughs> to make this sound like he was like. He, All right, ignore the last part. Continue. He, he
1: is. He's. Um, he has been attributed to uh, coaching um, Brad Pitt and Channing Tatum, which is crazy because Channing Tatum, who was traditionally a horrible actor, yeah, and has now become a slightly better actor in comedic roles, still horrible in other things. Um, <laughs> has been, oh, not has been, but basically, uh, yeah, Peter. So Peter's his hands are all over Hollywood. Yes, uh, but not in that way.
0: No, no. Not in no, the way glad, that you're I, thinking. No, I'm
1: glad. Not in the way that
0: everyone's thinking. No, he's not handsy over Hollywood. Anymore. No, his, his his proverbial fingertips right. are all over the blueprint. Of the finest actors. Yes. And also the blueprint. He worked with Jay Z on several things. Too. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. was an uncredited producer for uh, Izzo. They say it was Kanye, but he kind of mentored Kanye. I
1: was thinking about like sort of a parody version of Hands Across America called Handsy Across America. No, that's terrible. Handsy <laughs> no. Across America. Nope. We're not doing that. Where people just turning and groping each
0: other. Moving on to, <laughs> oh God, kind of handsy, but not really. Um Azealia Banks. Always making news for her outlandish opinions and just speaking her mind. Yes. Some say she's a troll. Some say she's. To a troll being, or not to She's just being honest and speaking her truths. Um, so we all know her troll we, truths. We've talked about uh, Alabama and a couple other states and the abortion ban. That they're doing. Everyone seems to be thinking this is a really great idea. Even hardcore conservatives like Tommy Loren is saying, ah, I'm not really feeling this. And I think some other conservatives are speaking out against it as well. Uh, But Azalea Banks is not necessarily speaking for it. She's taking both sides of it. But she is saying that she does want abortions to be criminalized. But she doesn't want to have it, like, sort of control the pharmaceutical industry in terms of, like, I guess, practice and profits and stuff.
1: Yeah, she doesn't want someone to... She doesn't want pharmaceutical companies to benefit from this and have this be something they're doing just to benefit, but she... So basically, she's like, I'm pro-life. I just don't want companies to get richer off of this. Right. So she's not really taking both sides of it. She's taking the side that she is pro-life. Right. But she doesn't want some evil corporations to get rich off of this. Exactly. So if she's pro-life, but also pro... Like, I don't... You know, she's...
0: Pro-life, but she also doesn't... Want the establishment to begin... Right. So maybe she doesn't like this, like a lot of bills that are being proposed, because a lot of these pharmaceutical industry ties. Right.
1: And so it sounds like, for this article pertaining, she's basically being like, no, she's not siding with the women on this. Right. She's not siding with some of the women that we've heard from. Right. Because there's other women who obviously probably agree with this. Right. You know, and then I've seen this debated back and forth on the Facebook, which I do not try to go on that often <laughs> anymore, obviously and you know every now and then I catch a couple arguments between people where they're like saying this saying that um, so what do we think here what do we think about this uh, about Azalea is she speaking her truth is she, I mean, yeah, is she she's out her opinion she absolutely um, I mean as as a
0: as a woman like I, I can't tell her what to think on this I thought you were saying that as you are... Oh, as i am a woman. Yeah. As, as, a, as woman, a woman, I am, I am absolutely entitled to say that she is wrong um. this. No, she's entitled to her opinion, absolutely. Um, again, we've talked about this before. Not that we're going to delve into our personal beliefs about this necessarily. But the abortion uh, issue is, I find, to be kind of... Gray area. There's no definitive right or wrong. I don't feel that pro-choice people are necessarily pro-abortion. Uh, I think pro-life people are just really don't like the idea of abortion and see it as killing a life form. And, and basically, the debate starts like when does conception begin? So I mean, I,
1: yeah, you gonna go ahead? No, I would say. Well, then you also get into the people who are I am pro-life. And I don't even care if you were raped, right, uh, by your husband, by anyone, by a uh, superior, stronger male, as some people think, or by someone who deserves. Yeah, you know I mean, like the whole thing about like rape being involved in it, and and I, I, you know, without hitting that topic too much, because again, like I said, we you know we just aren't well versed enough to be able to. We offer our opinions on it. You know, we know how I feel about this. I really think that choice belongs to the person who has to make it, the the female. Mm-hmm. But um, I think with this article, I'm wondering, like, is this... Is it, you know, we, we, we just want to bring up what was Ellie Banks. Is she trolling to get this, to, to get more interaction than whatever with this? Or is this something that, like, she felt needs to say something on there? Or is it just like you know what I mean like what is what is her purpose well I
0: think I don't, I don't follow uh Azalea Banks on on Twitter or apparently anything. no one does oh <laughs> sorry uh but I'm assuming she just tweets or posts a lot I just assume that she strikes me as someone who's just constantly yeah just talking about yeah, whatever stuff. Yeah. so I think that when stuff like this gets picked up it's because it hits a nerve or something or it's because it is relevant so I think it is a little unfair to sort of label her as like, oh, she's just searching. I know a lot of people are like, oh, she's just trying to stay relevant. She's just trying to get her name out there. I think she's just always putting stuff out there. And then if something hits, it becomes a story. And then she gets unfairly maligned for being like a cloud chaser. Um, I do feel bad for her. Just reading the comments for this one article. Even the people who agree with her can't help but make fun of her. Like she's just always they're just being very disrespectful to her. No matter, well, I'm not even read the comments. No, we just, don't.
1: That's one thing we we are trying to get into reading the comments section on things on air and get these people. No, no, no,
0: exactly. But it's needless to say, there are people who don't agree with her are being very nasty, and the people who do agree with her are also being very nasty to her. And I, and we've talked about this. Like she, I, I'm not sure she's a good person, but I do feel she gets a bum rap sometimes. Like she just like the whole yeah, I mean so it's automatically going to be a thing, right? Yeah, like the whole Russell Crowe thing. I, like she could be telling the truth about the situation where he like spit on her. Like, can, do you think that's out of character for Russell Crowe to lose his temper and assault someone? No, not at all. Sorry, I... Ryan Turner. Like your boy is a little bit of a loose can That's what I do. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think in terms of? Uh, Zelia Banks is this something that she's just you think she's trolling or no I mean like
1: I, <clears throat> if she hadn't already established to us that she takes the opposite view of what people say anyway like yeah. you know what I mean like she she doesn't necessarily agree with everybody she's just like yeah what am I saying together she's like no so she like she she's already done this before yeah so I'm not I don't think she's taking the opposite approach to stir up stuff, I think that she just believes things differently than everyone else's. Now the question becomes Does she believe things differently just to be a troll? Yeah, just to be a contrarian. She
0: could be. And she's awful consistent. Yeah. So that's my thing with that. I, I feel I could be mistaken. Has she flip flopped on issues, which is her prerogative? Like, you can change your mind on stuff. I've done it, I've changed my mind on a ton of stuff. But, and then see, okay. it's not just a woman's prerogative to change her mind. Vince changes his mind a lot, but we've already established that I might be a woman. Yes, but like, sorry, Maritz. <laughs> that, she actually might prefer that. Huh. that. That's not true. But I'm saying in terms of just dealing with. No, I mean she like, might it.
1: actually be like she's like, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's
0: easier to deal with. We shop yeah. better together. I yeah, I want my eyes every time we go shopping. Yeah, exactly. Pedicures are more fun. Yeah, I'd probably be more into for seven movies that aren't the Avenger movies. Drinking wine and falling over. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Is Ellie Banks. I
1: don't know anymore. I don't even know. Uh, I, don't even know.
0: Uh, I actually feel like we've talked about Is Banks makes like, way too long. Yes. Uh, uh. But yeah, uh, she probably isn't going to go away with her no. potential troll-like no. comments. She is a troll. Uh, so, moving on to this week's Song of the Week is brought to you, or not brought to you by, but it is courtesy of DJ Premier featuring West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and Benny the Butcher. It's called Headlines. I
1: beef on the internet, I approach you. I ain't shooting five with a nigga, i got to smoke you. My dog
0: said his box just landed, he got his load through. Drive-by music, this shit he can pop his toes to. So DJ Premier is, for my money, one of the best, if not the greatest, producer in hip-hop history. You are a huge
1: TJ Premier fan. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, he's great. I love that he... He has not, I feel, sold out. Even though he's worked with other artists who aren't considered to be, like, hip-hop. He's worked with Christina Aguilera. He's worked with, like, pop mm-hmm. artists. He doesn't have to exclusively be a hip-hop Right, producer. but I feel whenever he... Whatever he does, he keeps the core sound in, intact. He He... I mean, he'll he'll grow as an artist and do different things but in terms of the soul samples the heavy drums like the James Brown sort of like type influence is always gonna be present like you can tell a DJ Premier song based on how it sounds and if someone tries to emulate DJ Premier you're like they're just trying to copy DJ Premier so when I heard this song was coming out I was like ooh I hope this is good because he has some songs I'm like oh these are good but some of the songs are better Mm -hmm. heard this song loved it Absolutely loved it. I'm starting to get more familiar with West Side Gun and Conway. I know they're on Shady Records, uh, so Eminem likes them. Uh, They're brothers. They actually have, I like this, they have their duo, their rap group, just the two of them, is Nash and Hall after the NWO tag team. Scott Scott Hall and. Huge wrestling coordination in hip hop. That's always been a thing, obviously. So this song is just. Fantastic! It's just classic DJ premiere. Uh, it's an incredible vehicle for West Side Gun, Conway, and Benny to sort of just flex their lyrical muscles. It, it,
1: it definitely, like, you know what I mean, too? It's like, it flows, and it has that whole thing where you're like, you know, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, all right, two, I have to re-listen to this. But I can move to this. I can keep this going. I want to play this in the background and listen to it. And I want to hear what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? For me, I'm always accomplishing two things. I want to be, do I want to, do I want to move to this? Does it make me like, is giving me energy? And what are you saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's just like, cause obviously, new school versus old school section, new school versus old school time. Uh, <laughs> some of the new school stuff, I'm like, I, is this is old, it's weird, cause this is also an old school thing people say about rap. What is he saying? Why can't understand what saying? Sometimes I was like, what are you actually saying? Like, yeah. you know I mean, like, like not, oh, that's kind of deep. Yeah. Like, what are you
0: saying? And what are you saying?
1: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was one thing to be clear, not to be heard, articulate, as we or as people like to say, mm-hmm. uh, but also what are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Boom. Uh, so, reading an interview these guys did about the song, and they were saying that basically the whole song came up on the spot. They, it was very organic, uh, the three rappers really wanted to impress DJ Premier. Uh, DJ Premier whipped up the beat pretty quickly just based on the vibe with them and you could tell just organically everything came together for this one so uh, even though these rappers are a little older in terms of like they're not like Little Pumps age they're newer rappers so I love seeing DJ Premier still working with newer artists not so mm-hmm. much young artists but like newer artists right uh, and, that, and that goes into it too. like just cause
1: like just cause someone like if you're one of those artists like man I don't listen to those old heads. And you know, I'm a new school but then you're like your new school is just are you talking about your rap style or your age because yeah. like you know a new school rapper can be the age range thing This be your style of rap you right. know what I mean so factor that in
0: so yeah definitely check out Headlines DJ Premiere featuring West Side Gun Conway and Benny yeah. uh, I heard on Spotify you can hear it basically everywhere
1: moving on to well, before we oh. go into this uh oh this, uh, you know, throwback to the past section that we do here. Mm-hmm. I want to say congratulations to, or, and do for um, Colin Joseph and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. They and, just uh, uh, got engaged. Yes, got engaged. I want to just be on. I mean, I, I'm saying congrats to Scarlett Joe who, I'm, I'm, I love Scarlett Johansson. Been a huge fan. I thought, um, for a moment, I thought there was a opportunity to maybe, some we meet her, and okay. Start a relationship or fall fall in love with her. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm I'm okay that it's not happening. I was surprised to find out that Colin Jost would be the person who she w- who would capture Scarjo's heart. Right. And no, nothing against him. He's a good looking dude. Mm-hmm. Kind of a large head. Uh, not really having lips. He's funny. Uh, I think Shay really holds he, the whole thing together, but whatever. He, you know? Pro wrestler. Pro wrestler. Um, owes a lot of his uh, what he is now to Michael Shay. my opinion. Okay. Um, but you know what? Congrats to those two lovebirds. I hope it all works out. I'll see you later, Scarlet Joe. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was... From the heart. Sweet.
0: That was yes. from the heart.
1: I hope they have a great... Life together that took a sudden
0: turn, uh, but, but your your heart was in the right place, yeah. and I'm glad you're being the the bigger man about this. Absolutely, congrats to Colin and Scarlett. May your love be eternal, and may no one
1: attack Studio 4H during the weekend update,
0: attacking your soon to be. Husband. See, you've caught on to the winking You've caught on to, like, they can't see you winking now But now I'm scared For everyone's safety That would be
1: This is uh, fun, uh, I, I was uh, <laughs> Just so happy for them I just felt, to, I had to interrupt the show And just <laughs> It's related
0: Moving on <laughs> To the classy Portion of the show Lonnie has got his baton. He's striking up the orchestra. When you hear the Mozart playing, you know what time it is. This week in hip-hop history. This week in hip-hop history. That's right. It is this week in hip-hop history for the week of May 13th through the 19th, starting off on May 14th. This is big for us. May 14, 2001, Jagged Edge released the single Where the Party At? featuring Nelly. This crossover smash was the third consecutive number one rap hit for the group. It was also nominated in 2002 for the very first Best Rap Slash Song Collaboration Grammy. I think they lost to Eve and Gwen Stefani for Let Me Blow Your Mind. But this song, I can speak for the both of us, I feel, we met freshman year of college right after this song came out. The song came out right around graduation high school. So everyone's in party mode. Song of the summer, everyone parties through the summer. And then college, we're ready to party again. Yeah. And they just carry through. It's still sort of like our go-to song. It is.
1: And also, it was one of those songs that, like, told you in the song what I was looking for.
0: Yes. Hey, where the party at? Girls is all the way with the Bacardi yet
1: Where's the party at? There are girls coming. Where is the rum? Right. That was what the- that's what- Boom! That's yep. what you- so you know what I mean? This one song is like, you're like,
0: what's this, what's this crazy song about? Where's the party? Yes. That's what the song's about. Oh, it's an absolute classic. I made sure it was played at my wedding. Mm. Uh, I remember you, me, and Tamika Jones learned the little two-step dance they yeah. did in the video. Yeah. You guys had to teach me. I was a little slower on it, but you guys got it. Which is
1: funny because, you know, you are an amazing dancer. you know. But it was just like, you know... It was It was uh, getting the rhythm down. On it's the, the one time I was able to show them the, <laughs> the dancing. But I appreciate uh, it. But yeah, man, at uh, Jagged Edge, you know, at one point, you know what, we, we briefly touched on it. I'm just gonna sli- at some point, we're going to investigate... What happened to all the male R&B groups? Yes. At some point. We gotta delve into it. We'll do it um, a hip-hop movie news investigation discovery into where are all the male R&B groups. I can't find them anywhere. I can't find them. And the ones who were aren't anymore. And you know, it's just it's
0: kind of sad. It is. A little sad. All right, so May fifteenth, nineteen 1986, Run-DMC released the groundbreaking album, Raising Hell, this album was chiefly responsible for breaking rap music and hip hop culture into the mainstream. It has songs like It's Tricky, My Adidas, You Be Illin, and of course the crossover smash hit Walk This Way with Aerosmith. It's considered to be one of the most important hip hop albums of all time. It was the first rap album to reach number one on the R&B chart. Uh, it was the first to chart on the pop top 10, and it was the first rap album to go platinum. I mean that album changed. I mean, obviously, hip hop culture was sort of, kind of seeping into the mm-hmm. mainstream at that point. But this album kicked open the doors. It literally bust through the wall. Yeah. Yes. It literally
1: bust through the wall, and it was like, Yes. like yeah. So I'm rocking the yeah.
0: superstars right now. Yeah. Because of Run-D.M.C.
1: No, no. That, that was a. That's a major. That might be one of the best. Uh, what well, the most. <laughs> Of the new
0: stories we've done, this is like this is one of the pinnacles. Yeah, here. this this is definitely a big, big moment in hip hop history. Uh, May sixteenth, nineteen ninety, Ice Cube releases his debut solo album, America's Most Wanted. America spelled with not a C but three uppercase K's, so he's making. Now, what is the reference there? The 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 clan, I would believe. Oh. And how America, the clan. Well, this it, is America. Yeah. Uh, it was Q's first project after leaving NWA. He teamed with Public Enemies production team, The Bomb Squad, but also California producer Sir Jinx, and because of that, uh, it marked an historic melding of both East Coast and West Coast hip-hop that hadn't really been yeah. done before. Uh, the title track, along with Who's the Mac, Endangered Species, uh, helped the album achieve platinum status. I also think my take is... I don't want to box Cube as just a West Coast artist. He's one of the greatest rappers to ever do it, but I think that Ice Cube is the best West Coast rapper of all time. Hmm. That, that's my opinion. Nice, nice.
1: And without America's Most Wanted, we wouldn't have gotten all the way to Are We There Yet? Right. Because you can't have one without the other.
0: And twenty one, twenty two, Jump Street. Yeah. He took the acting skills that he learned along the way, but kept that same scowl that he had the intensity
1: from... Israeli that Ice Cube face where he could just, you know, do a little
0: mean mug and be like, boom, that's Ice Cube. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, May 18th, 1995, C. Dolores Tucker, the lifelong civil rights activist, attended Time Warner's shareholder meeting to protest gangster rap. Her intentions were to put pressure on the group to cut ties with Interscope Records. Uh, they were the home to Snoop Dogg at the time, Tupac, Dr. Dre, Suge Knight. Uh, it worked. Time Warner sold 50% share uh, in Interscope, back to Interscope in September of that year. And that kind of opened up a can of worms in terms of Tucker ended up being in a prolonged legal battle with Interscope owned death row records, because they thought it was contractual interference. If you listen to see Dolores Tucker's name brought up in any rap songs after that, it's never in a positive light, despite all her great work, marching with Dr. King back in the day rappers look at her as someone who didn't understand hip-hop being out of touch and trying to sort of hurt their livelihood. And it's contrary, though, to all the other
1: positive stuff that hip-hop songs were talking about at the time. I am being sarcastic. Yes, of course. Because it ain't they, like they're talking about a lot of other things in like a positive light, which, in a way, kind of plays both hands on what she was saying and what they're saying. It's right. like, this is what our, our culture is, and this is what we're doing. And she's like, I don't want you to do that anymore, because that's not what this is about. We're exactly. trying to be positive.
0: You know, there's a bit of ground there somewhere. Uh, and then finally, May 19th, 1996, The Simpsons airs the episode Homer Palooza. The episode is notable for numerous musical group cameos, including Cypress Hill. And this is important because this would mark the first time that a rap act would appear on the legendary animated sitcom. Since then, 50 Cent, Ludacris, a bunch of other rappers have been on the show, but Cypress Hill was the very first. And we have a clip from that right here for you now. Hello, bands. Who is playing with the London Symphony Orchestra? Come on, people. Somebody order the London Symphony Orchestra. Possibly while high. Cypress Hill, I'm looking in your direction. Hey, man, did we order an orchestra? What's up with this orchestra? Where'd the orchestra come from? I don't, I don't know, know man. didn't tell me you know about this, man. We, just, we, gotta, do, we gotta do something. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we think we did. Uh, do you know Insane in the Brain? We mostly know Classical, but we could give it a shot.
1: this I like. I like my intro voice. I thought it was very good <laughs> to play it up, But, uh, no, that was hilarious. That was, and the thing about it too is I pointed this out you know sometimes you watch shows like Family Guy or whatever and then they'll have like references to people and it's like someone doing a bizarre caricature of another celebrity's voice the reason why I was down with The Simpsons because when they pulled celebrity on they pulled that celebrity on and that celebrity did their voiceover, and it was just like you know I mean it was just nostalgically fun that was The Simpsons' prime oh they were
0: so good yeah Uh, I will say this uh, we get a lot of Are hip hop history references Mm -hmm. from a Chuck D book that I bought off Amazon. It's very good. It's called Chuck D presents This Day in Rap and Hip Hop History. Mm -hmm. It goes through all the years. I think it came out in 2017. So it stops around 2016, probably 2016 I think is when it stops. But... It covers a lot of very historic hip-hop moments, so I've been using it as sort of a reference point to see, like, what's big or not, and I love it, but But. I do have to say, in Chuck D, like, I think you're great, Uh, obviously one of the best to ever do it, so important to the culture, will never downgrade your importance to hip-hop. We would not be here if it weren't for you being one of the... Not founding fathers, but pioneers pushing forward. And I have to say, though... I don't know if you wrote this book yourself or you had a team of writers... But this book is littered with so many inaccuracies.
1: So, what you're saying is... There are things that are not
0: right date-wise or like year-wise? So, or... for example, I brought it up because... The Simpsons tidbit that I found gave the wrong year it said that it came out in 1995 i had to verify on imdb and other simpsons pages and actually do the math in terms of all right season wise season seven to be 96 uh so actually came out 96 but there have been other moments like other stories we haven't shared albums that were supposed to come out movies that came out that are the wrong dates like the wrong month The wrong day The wrong year Everything And no one has really Mentioned this yet All the comments are like This is such a great book If you look at the back
1: Of the book I mean yeah The the rappers are You know It's made me think That the rappers Haven't even read this book Which honestly Is not surprising At all to me Reading this book Is like reliving my life All over again Chuck D is dope L O Cool J Maybe the part about him Is right Maybe the information Is right
0: And I would say The majority of stuff In this is correct I think But now I have to Triple check every. Hip hop history tidbit that we did. Now, we may, maybe, you know,
1: we're not going after Chuck D. No, because, never. you know, Chuck D, although it says he is, you know, the author of this, you know, it's Black Dog and Leventhal publishers, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe someone else along the way didn't do their due diligence, but this you know, is this is a major, some of you might be like, oh, so what's the, what's the matter of the author a few dates? Well, it's called This Day in Rap in
0: hip-hop history. Yes. It's supposed to be accurate facts. They had Missy's album, So Addictive, come out last month when it really came out last week in, in 2001. Uh, I mentioned The Simpsons uh, being wrong. They had an Eminem album date that was off. They just, I find for every 10 like, things that I find, like, 2 or 3 are incorrect. Oh, Breaking. Uh they had that the movie Breaking release date completely off. Like by a full month, they had the date wrong. It was they had it coming out on a Monday. Now, it looks like,
1: you know what I mean, it uh, this it looks it says here that Chuck D offers an insider perspective on the chart toppers, the show as he lived it. You know, so maybe it's his perspective on these events and what's going on. So you perceived it to be a different day? <sighs> maybe, and I'm, I'm saying maybe he's like, oh, yeah, I remember when that came out. Missy album dropped, it was this, that, and that happened, and this was happening. and someone's like, what day was that? He's like, oh, I think it was, like, my Thursday. And you're like, yeah, sure, it was probably a Thursday. He's like, or yeah, maybe sure. maybe he heard a sneak preview of Maybe someone else is like, a- oh, I
0: heard a... Maybe he's costume.
1: waiting for someone to check this out, and someone's like, no, no, we thought you'd do the date. He's like,
0: why wouldn't you check me out? Also, if Chuck D did do this all by himself, then I'm willing to forgive some of the inaccuracies because...
1: Sort of He's chart- a rapper, and not no, a historical. Cause,
0: no. Because char- yeah, charting all of hip hop history is is quite a task. So, you know what though? I mean, it is very confusing that
1: no one mentions anything being incorrect in this thing, no. which is which is troublesome to me. But as 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 we have witnessed this happening, we have started to double check, triple check our sources. Uh, you know, which is good. It's given us a whole. Bunch more of uh, you know the right information.
0: So I, I, I don't know. I'll probably come up I'll, unintentionally because I have to go through this book like the entire time that we're doing this every show every week. I'll probably just start taking notes on what's wrong, compile them, and then send them to the publisher and be like, "Hey." Or send to Chuck D directly. Send to Chuck D. Be like, "Hey, Chuck, you got a problem on your hands. You're giving false history out, and we're we're not saying this to like belittle you because you're the greatest, but." we don't want your reputation to take a hit
1: fix this yeah i mean and, you know and the book looks like it's well presented with the pictures and imagery and everything that it's just is troubling that it's got some misinformation on it
0: yes. and you know
1: what? we are a show based upon integrity yes you know we are we are based upon the truth we give our opinions we lo- we look into the facts we are hip hop history and movie news and if we are giving out incorrect facts how will our audience ever trust us? No, and how can we trust you, Chuck? No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like, I got a little carried away. This is it's unnecessary. That is, those two things are unrelated. You've done nothing wrong. And you had your Wheaties this morning. You came out strong. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scarlett Johansson, Chuck D. That's really what I mean. Everybody agreeing. can get it. That's that. That really. It all started with whoever tried to kick Arnold Schwarzenegger, That's that oh, really that, 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 set me off. That's right. Completely, I was not. Happy with that person. You've been on fire since And it's happened in Africa. Yes. And you know how I feel about Africa. It is where we all started. And it is, uh, they have so many things going <laughs> wrong for them. They don't need more negative stories. You know how many, probably like, like Southern white people found this story and were like, you see? You see the problem with Africa? Trying to kill our government president.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. I think I think that that fire enthusiasm made this episode an eleven out of ten. Nice, nice. So, so we're off the charts. We are. We're off the charts. So that does it for us this week. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Hip Hop Movie News, and Facebook, Hip Hop and Movie News. I'm sure you've noticed a lot more uh, content has been coming your way. Some Keep great new t- flavor in your ear. Yeah, some yep. great tidbits and and some funny anecdotes from some of our staff here. Uh, Hope you enjoy. Interact with us because we have some questions and we're asking you and we want to know your opinion on stuff.
1: Yeah, and then you want to be one – I mean – we all know how it works now. You want to be like, hey, yo, I used to listen to, like, the hip-hop movie news podcast, like, back when they were, like, until, like, probably, like episode 10 and, like, 11. Absolutely. So I started from the get-go. You don't want these people coming in later on being like, oh, my God, have you heard this new show? It's so amazing. you's gotta talk about that stuff. It's so amazing. They're so cool.
0: And like, you want to be like, oh, <laughs> uh, look what I subscribed. Yeah. I subscribed, like, two years ago. So, uh, you know? I'm I'm, I'm going to do it right now. As someone who followed the Jesus and Marrow podcast early on and their show early on, and now they're kind of blowing up, I take great pride in being like, yeah, I already knew about these guys. Yeah. They're hilarious. I've been saying it for a long time. No one listened to me. Now they're blowing up. Let you be the me and us be Jesus and Marrow. Because we're going to blow up and then you can brag that you were on board the entire time. And if we confused you, just hit subscribe and tell your friends. Yes. And just do that. That just change, this helps everything. Yeah. All right. So that does it again for this week. I am Vince Eustace. I'm Lonnie Finley.
1: And uh, Patrick, this is what you get for not being here.
0: Yes. Uh, hope you enjoy the VHS copy of Air Up There. Oh. <laughs>
1: Apparently, uh, the house is burning down. Yep. So we got to get out of here. <laughs> burning alive. So the chill. To the next episode. Yes, <laughs> the